Hello and welcome to the Blockade Runner podcast number 247. My name is John. Joining me today is Ryan. What's up, Ryan? Happy celebration. Yeah, happy celebration. We're at home. Um, or did you mean Easter? Did you mean Easter Sunday? Happy celebration of Easter Sunday? Is that I mean, Star Wars has risen. Okay, okay. Yes. In, in some ways it has. And uh, Star Wars celebration is happening right now. Uh, is it over for the day, Ryan? Is it done Ooh, for the day? I don't know. I don't know you, but, time zones. I don't know what's it, happening. It's 4.30 in London right now. So they're probably ra- wrapping up soon. Yeah. Well, and the thing, uh, as you and I both know, with Star Wars Celebration, the thing is, like, even when the the con is officially over for the day, it's not over, right? Like, the you know. No. It's not done. No, the no, party no. does not stop. The party just, it just gets started when Celebration mm-hmm. ends for the day. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Um, it is day three of Star Wars Celebration. We're not there. We're home. No. Um, but we have been enjoying it. I've been enjoying Star Wars Celebration mm-hmm. from home, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, today we're going to talk uh, about a lot of news coming out of Star Wars Celebration because there's been a lot of pretty exciting stuff. Um, so we're going to get into that. We're going we're gonna to talk about those things and uh, hopefully touch on The Mandalorian, the most recent episode of The Mandalorian as well. Mm-hmm. I've been watching a lot of the live stream. You've been watching a lot of the live stream. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll comment on those things. But uh, yeah, let's just talk Star Wars Celebration. Um, I think we have to talk first about the movies, right? I mean, isn't that the biggest... Yeah. The biggest thing coming out of Star Wars That's Celebration? That's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing. All right. So, Ryan, you have been um, uh, vocally um, mm-hmm. skeptical about mm-hmm. movie projects happening um, mm-hmm. with good reason because, you know, it seems like uh, there's there's always the, the chance that they won't happen um, based on previous events. So, how are you feeling coming out of this Star Wars Celebration Weekend and, and learning what we've learned about uh, uh, Star Wars films. You know, to quote uh, Deepfake Leia in Rogue One, uh, mm. hope. Okay. Hope right. Is what I'm yeah. feeling. Um, so, okay. So, you know, in February, we recorded an episode um, talking because, like, what? Like, what was it? Like, Daisy Ridley had posted something on Instagram or something that was like, eh, what's happening here? I don't even nah, remember. She, yeah, she posted she posted um about having lunch at Lucasfilm. Got and it. then it was like, oh yeah, we're just friends. We're just like it was just a friendly meeting, no business or anything. Yeah. Um, and we then like, maybe hmm. wasn't there like a rumor that there were like meetings happening and that was like could be could somewhere. Be, yeah. I think we talked about that maybe. And, you know, I said then, like, the coolest, most impossible thing to happen would be Star Wars Celebration. They're like, we're doing a new movie. Please welcome back Daisy, Daisy Ridley. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, which is incredibly exciting um in in that way and what we know about the movie is that it is the movie um directed by Charmin Obey Chinoy it's the one that Damon Lindelof submitted a script for that didn't work out and then I forgot his name the Peaky Blinders guy 
is currently writing the script. I forget his name also, um, but because I'm just looking at StarWars.com right now, which has the information that Lucasfilm is interested in telling us right now, and that does not include the name of the... <laughs> or that does not include discussing the writer of the film, um, the Peaky Blinders guy. Like, they didn't say anything about that as far as I know. So we... <laughs> We know True. that he's writing it, but they didn't say that. They didn't tell us that, which I think makes sense if um, if it started out with uh, with Lindelof and his writing partner, you know, working on the first draft of the script, and and then they took off, or you know, they. Were, I mean, it sounds like Lindelof wasn't completely didn't feel completely successful with it. Um, but anyway, like it, it kind of makes sense not to talk about a writer right now because there's so much. Um, dissection of the development process and there's so much like you know if you say this guy's writing it and then it turns out someone else comes on and he's they are writing it you know he or she whatever then all of a sudden it's like oh disaster like they you know somebody else got fired or whatever so it almost kind of makes sense like if it's going to be one of those movies that has a few different like Rogue One has a few different writers and teams of people working on you know Mm -hmm. the script and stuff like maybe it's best to just keep the focus on daisy ridley and um shermino beige and not (laughs) not even bring up the writer at this point yeah probably a good idea honestly um but i think with this film you know like immediately after um these films were announced um my twitter timeline was full of over under on any of these actually getting made um Mm. kind of comments which fair like honestly like generally speaking like i think there's a lot of ridiculous snark um about star wars stuff um on the internet but this one honestly like people i think are i think it's okay for people to be like i'm not getting my hopes up like well i'll say sure but i'll say this though there were three movies announced at star wars celebration which maybe i should have led with that as the uh Mm. the headline there you know they announced three different movies so we were just wondering like or at least me anyways i was thinking like are they going to announce the next movie are we going to find out like what the next movie is maybe when it's coming out whatever Mm -hmm. um you know because a lot of us um certainly i'm speaking for myself i have been anxious to I'm anxious for a new Star Wars movie. Like, I want a new Star Wars movie in the theater. I want a movie, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I was going into Celebration just wondering, like, are we going to learn about a a Star Wars movie? Or are things really that unclear? You know, are we that far away? Whatever. Um, So, long story short, I was very pleasantly surprised and excited to learn about three different movies. But with that, you know, especially with the track record, it's like, okay, so they announced three different movies. Are any of these happening soon? Like how concrete are these? Like when you come out and say, we're doing one, two, three different movies. When the last few movies that have been talked about kind of haven't come to fruition necessarily, it makes you wonder like, well, will any of these come to fruition? Mm -hmm. But all that being said, I feel like you bring Daisy Ridley out on the stage to say like, I'm doing a star Wars movie. I feel like that has the strongest chance of happening of all three of these movies. I think this one's happening for sure. Director and Daisy Ridley out on the stage. Like you don't, you don't do that if you're like, well, we might make this thing. I think Mm -hmm. to me, it's a vote of confidence for sure. You know, this is the opposite of a chancellor of Lorem situation in my opinion. Like this is, this is Mm -hmm. happening. You know what I mean? 
Um, yeah. So I, if I were to rank them in terms of likelihood, I mm-hmm. think this one is the strongest, you know? Yeah. Um, and and, and uh, uh, the, the, the man in the cowboy hat himself would be nipping at the heels of this one. Just, just you know, I feel like his is extremely likely to happen also because, I he mean, the guy's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And they love him. And I mean, he's involved in everything. Yeah. So it's not like he's going to be like, you know what? I think I'd rather go work on some other project for a Paramount, you know, or whatever. Like, yeah. it's going to happen. So I think cynicism is is certainly valid um, when it comes mm-hmm. to new Star Wars movie announcements. But I think at least two of the three are like rock solid. They're going to happen, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think like we, this one, like, they they have D- Daisy. They brought Daisy out. Like that's that's not nothing. And yeah. the fact that we know that they've been like actually going through scripts. There have been scripts finished, and they're you know maybe they maybe there's it's going to be like a Rogue One situation where they take like a bit of the Lindelof script and they you know, take a bit of this new guy's script, or maybe it will be, like, some of the other, like, like an episode nine situation where they're like, nope, that whole thing goes in the dumpster, and then we're mm. setting it on fire. Like, um, we don't, we don't know. I think that's the thing that, like, the win part, but to me, like, this seems like the next Star Wars movie, Mm. And this seems like the right Star Wars movie to be next. Yeah. That's, you yeah. know, that's something we've talked about a lot. Like, is Rogue Squadron the right Star Wars movie to, like, you know, be the triumphant return of Star Wars to the theaters? Um, and it's like, eh, maybe not. Like, and is Taika's? I don't know. That might be, like, its own, like, weird sort of thing. Like, is that really it? But, like, no, I think... Picking up from the end of the, you know, following up the sequel trilogy, which, you know, to me, that's the most, like, what happens next in that is the most compelling story in Star Wars to me right now. Like, that is the thing that would get me really, really hyped. Like, I don't know, like, a Mandalorian movie? Cool. Like, (laughs) I mean, fun. Um, but I'm not, like, g- going to be, like, going insane, like, thinking about it and um, talking about it and being being hyped. Um, and yeah. then, like, the same thing with the James Mangold movie, which I'm just going to say probably isn't going to happen. <laughs> if If I had to pick one that's not going to happen, it's that one. But I think it sounds really cool. Um, yeah. I, I really like that idea. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a massive fan of Logan. Um, it seems like Lucasfilm has like a huge vote of confidence in the dude after Indiana Jones. Like if, if Kathy Kennedy didn't think Indiana Jones was like completely awesome, like this wouldn't be happening. So mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. for one, that's exciting um, that it seems like people are really confident in Indiana Jones. And I would say after the last trailer, um, I'm feeling pretty good about that movie myself. Even yeah. though I was skeptical, it's, uh, it is looking good. And, 
Yeah, I think it's it's very much like a Ryan Johnson situation where like he made something for them and they're like, whoa, this rules. Please make more. And yeah. then also James Mangold is like one pretty in demand in Hollywood. He has like three projects on IMDb like that are <laughs> announced right yeah. now. And he also seems to like do other things that he wants to do like he's not just like a genre filmmaker so i think if this one happens it is years away um if it happens okay i think it's gonna happen i think it's gonna happen um you know i'm i'm i think historically kind of optimistic about this stuff and and willing to uh, be a little naive and say, yeah, it's happening, <laughs> you know, even when mm-hmm. sometimes it seems like they may, you know, or whatever, like I, I may be a little overconfident, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But, um, you know, for the reasons you stated, like, hey, this guy has been successful working in Lucasfilm system. Um, there's a there's a relationship there. And you, you can say the same thing about Ryan Johnson. But I don't think James Mangold now is going to be like, oh, I decided I'm going to write a trilogy of mystery shows or movies plus you know start a a, a mystery tv show and with multiple seasons and you know ryan johnson just like went and got so busy um and i don't blame him for that but i think like i just don't see that happening here and i know as you said he's got a couple of projects you know lined up but none of them are on this kind of scale you know what i mean and so Mm -hmm. um and i think the other part of it that makes me think it's going to happen is that it is like an old Republic movie, you know, and that's something like since Disney bought Lucasfilm, that is something and new movies have been made. That's something people have been talking about and talking about and talking about. And I feel like they haven't said a peep about going back in time and doing an old Republic thing, but Mm -hmm. to come out and say like, this is the movie that, that we're doing with a big name director, as you said, someone who's respected in demand, someone who just finished a pocket, um, a project for Lucasfilm, you know, like, like Kathleen Kennedy, they didn't bring him out on stage and then like go back afterwards and go and check his IMDb and be like, Oh dang, he's working on other stuff. Like, Oh, oh man, when are we, we going to make this? Like they know he's got other projects lined up. I just, yeah, I feel really good about all three of these, like, and the likelihood of them happening. I just, uh, I don't know, especially because so many of the other projects that have kind of come and gone or whatever have been, more nebulous you know what i mean we did get the the sort of jingoistic uh, rogue squadron um you know little teaser thing with uh mm-hmm. <laughs> patty jenkins but otherwise like you know we saw a, a logo from taika and he's like well i gotta finish making a thor movie and then figure out what this is even about you know what i mean like it's just so much of it has been either not even announced mm-hmm. by lucasfilm or much more kind of vague and i feel like the specificity of this what they're talking about and you know the fact that a big name director like james mm-hmm. mangold is out there like he doesn't want to bag on his face either right why is he coming out on stage and saying i'm making this thing if he's not you know so yeah um yeah i guess like i okay so i i think it's the least likely of mm-hmm. the films announced to come out but you're right there is a high likelihood of it um And let's just take, I want to also, like, aside from just, like, the logistics of these things, like, getting announced and getting made and stuff, like, I want to, like, also just take a moment to talk about, like, what they are. Um, Mm. You did say Old Republic for 
um, Mangold's movie, but yeah. it isn't exactly. Um, okay. Because Old Republic is like 5,000 years before um, A New Hope, and he was talking like 25,000 years. That's true, yeah. Um, and he was using terms like biblical and mm-hmm. like origin like the origin of the force like yeah where did the force come from when did we discover it when did we know how to use it um so yeah those are the ideas they're looking to explore and i think in an interview i saw him do on the you know backstage or whatever he mentioned um it you know wanting to explore like who was the first jedi you know so like it's like the origin of the of the jedi order or the the Jedi philosophy or whatever you want to say. And like, I think, I think that's a really strong idea. And it seems to be one that like is homegrown. Like it's one that he seemed to be interested in. It doesn't, it didn't sound like he's like, yeah, Kathy Kennedy told me to like make this movie about like old force stuff. Like it sounds like something like in those backstage interviews, like he's passionate talking about this. Like he thinks it is the coolest thing. Can I get crazy for a second too? Mm. Can I get a little bit wild here? Okay. Um, he just finished working on Indiana Jones. I heard him talking about that, um, Mm -hmm. you know, in interviews and stuff at star Wars celebration. And one name that I heard him mention is George Lucas, you know, Hey, it's been great working with Steven Spielberg and Kathleen Kennedy and working with George Lucas. And I think we've heard rumblings. I don't know if there's anything official. No, well, no, it is official. He's, I think it's from Mangold said that George is an executive producer on this Indiana Jones movie. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I don't know if that means George showed up three times for a day or right. one time for a day or if they were, you know, George was reading the script or I don't know what that really entails, you know, but he mentioned working with George, I'm pretty sure. And so mm. you just wonder, like, hey, like how close of a relationship do they have? Um, and is this anything that, you know, hey, I, I'm working with Lucasfilm on Indiana Jones Mm-hmm. this is an idea i'm interested in is this something that's been discussed with george you know what i mean and if so not that george would be involved in making the movie or even writing the story or anything but just just to know like sort of like how we 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 always hear about these conversations that george and dave filoni have had you know to yeah. me the idea of of somebody going back and telling this story about the first jedi if it's somebody that has a working relationship and some level of mm-hmm. of um trust and friendship with george lucas that would be a good thing you know so that would be um yeah i I mean just like being able to just like ask george like what do what do you think this was you know like yeah um and maybe you know building off of just some of his ideas and stuff yeah like because you know like i i don't know if that's something george has ever actually talked about like that far back stuff Um, who knows if George even has thought about it really you know I don't know I I feel like he has well I I feel like he has and the thing I like and what I would love to see from this movie is I mean obviously some sort of George Lucas involvement Um, that would be a great thing Um, but if they could connect the story whether 
be just like even like thematically or something with what's happening in Ray's film the the new you know um I I don't even know what to call it like the post sequel trilogy the new the new Jedi order I mean I guess mm-hmm. is what it what it would be the new Jedi order if they could connect the ideas there, you know, the the Jedi texts from The Last Jedi. Yeah. If, like, that stuff could connect and, like, not just exist in, like, these, like, different bubbles. I think that would be really smart and really um, meaningful. Yeah, I love that. And uh, just to... To uh, reinforce that, Obeid Shinoi, there's a quote here in the StarWars.com article where she says uh, she's interested in exploring the hero's journey, that theme. And uh, this is the direct quote. I think that's the heart of Star Wars, and that's why I'm attracted to the promise of a new Jedi Order. So those are words that she's using, uh, or phrase Mm. that she's using is new Jedi Order. So um, not now, I I will point out the N it was not capitalized by starwars.com <laughs> so that would make new an adjective there and not a proper noun you know new jedi order uh-huh. i suppose it could be an adjective and a proper noun but anyway you know what i'm saying like um <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's not necessarily was it kevin j anderson who started off the the new jedi order books i don't know but anyway um, um are, are a salvatore well i know he wrote the one where the moon landed on chewbacca but i don't I know that, if he, i think that's vector prime that is vector prime i read that one yeah 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 um but anyway so uh yeah that uh that but that makes a lot of sense uh i have Mm -hmm. to say and and would be would be really great yeah yeah i mean i'm yeah i'm i'm very very excited that um you know i i don't think there's any there's no announcement that could have been bigger for me than um you know, a new Ray film. Um, yeah. You know, and, um, you know, the, that's, you know, the what, what comes next. And it's supposed to be what, set 15 years after? 15 years. Rise of Skywalker? Yep. Okay. So there's rebuilding, like, it's centered around rebuilding the Jedi Order and the powers that rise to tear it down. Mm hmm. Yep, there's um, so. there is definitely going to be a power vacuum um, to to explore. Um, I think after the sequel trilogy, and um, I think something that um, Star Wars has been really focused on um, lately are um, like well-meaning but imperfect systems versus like just purely imperfect systems um mm-hmm. and that sort of thing so i i i would think that that would be something that's like coming into this as well yeah i would like to see this new jedi order be mm, less uh less connected to governments and other institutions and you know that kind of stuff like i i i imagine this like you know ray off on some sort of 
mostly uninhibited planet with a temple that's very like you know rooted in nature and uh you know like basically she i think like birkenstocks and like um you know like (laughs) hemp clothes made out of hemp and uh you know stuff like that like um not really that but like i i don't want it to be you know oh she's um she's on coruscant and 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 there's a new temple there and uh she keeps having meetings with the chancellor about like you know that i i don't think it should be that kind of thing personally i mean i'm open to whatever but i i envision it as being more of a like back to basics you know which again that that does sound like there would be some connections or um you know some parallels with the movie that James Mangold is working on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the something I would like to see is, um, you know, something ex- I think explored in um, both the force awakens and the, Le- the last Jedi specifically is like the, um, the democracy, Democratization, democratization of um, democratization. The, I believe, yeah, democratization. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, of the Force, like I mean, you know, Episode Seven is called The Force Awakens, um, and then like that concept was explored more in you know Last Jedi with like Ray Nobody and. Um, Broom Boy and, you know, stuff like that. I think the idea that, like, you don't have to be from a specific, like, family line, um, to be, you know, a, uh, a, a force user. Um, you know, there was, like, the is he, isn't he with Finn, um, stuff. And I think to, like, move it beyond um like skywalker palpatine bloodline stuff i think like definitely kind of needs to happen yeah 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 well i i think definitely for sure that will be uh that will be the direction and you know it's not like um they didn't call it episode 10 you know what i mean and in fact i had a little uh a little uh, conversation with my um, witty and uh, a confident 13-year-old son who was like, you know, trying to shit talk this a little bit because he's like, didn't they say that episode nine was the end of the Skywalker saga? And I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah. And he's like, well, raise a Skywalker. So this is by definition continuing the Skywalker Mm -hmm. saga. And I was like, no, not really because like, I mean, it's from a certain point of view. You know what I mean, young man? Because I think like it has to be to be a continuation of the Skywalker saga, I think it needs to really be trying to continue that story, like that whole story. You know what I mean? It has to be focused on all those things. And if this is more about like, okay, Ray um, was a participant in that Skywalker saga, an important, mm-hmm. a, a critical, a super important element of that Skywalker saga. But now that mythic, you know, that whole thing is, it, that story's been told, but now it's like, what what's next for her? What does the rest of her life look like? What does the rest of her journey look like? But if it's not tied into all that other stuff, then I wouldn't really think that's like 
oh, well, we have to call it the Skywalker side or, you know, it's episode 10 or whatever. Um, yeah. And I don't know much about like token and the Lord of the Rings and all that kind of stuff, but I'm pretty sure that the Lord of the Rings saga or whatever you call it, like the Hobbit into the Lord of the Rings and then that, that epic or whatever, there's all kinds of adjacent storytelling to that from token himself. Right. That is not mm-hmm. like, you know, um, Lord of the Rings part four, part five, part, part six, but it has all those characters in it. So it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. like, we're continuing that saga, you know? Yeah. This, this would be the, the appendices. Um, yeah. In, in token terms. Um, but yeah, I think, um, I don't think it should be episode 10. I think, um, you know, I think the Skywalker saga is done. Um, mm-hmm. I like, I mean, people don't have to be happy with it, but, like, it's done. Um, I think, um, you know, again, it was something um, I was, like, um, sharing with our our friend Chris um, around, you know, like, to me, like, it's so clear in the sequel trilogy that this is, like, what needs to happen in just the you know just the scene um with with Luke on crate where he's like and I will not be the last jedi and mm-hmm. then it like immediately cuts to ray like that's the story like that is um you know i think just picking picking up from like that thread in particular um it, it just makes sense to me. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. And I would, I would add to that, you know, as, um, this show's resident, you know, um, uh, defender, I don't want to even say defender, like, uh, what's celeb? I, I love the rise of Skywalker. And I would say like, dude, that movie ends with Ray, um, hearing the voices of all the Jedi that have come before, like giving her the strength she needs to get back up and uh, in a moment of self-defense reflect Palpatine, you know, like that is the culmination. I mean, that, that was the intention of that scene too, right? It's like all these Jedi from the past are saying, no, no, Ray, it's you, it's you. You're the one like, you know, you're going to do this and we're all supporting you and we're all behind you. So like, yeah, I mean, she she's the one who is the, continuation of that legacy right like it it, it it either it dies or it continues with ray like that's those are the two options and you know um i think even like the coda to the rise of skywalker like the final you know to me the final scene it's like she she buries those lightsabers and then you know that that woman i don't know her name but ask her you know like what's your name and it's like i'm ray skywalker like that's not like a to me that's not a declaration of okay, I'm done with all this Jedi stuff. You know what I mean? I took on the family name. Like, you know, I mean, yeah, she's, she's the, she's the one to continue that Jedi order for sure. So, um, I think the sequel trilogy as a whole certainly argues that Ray is the next Jedi, you know what I mean? Or the, the one who should restart the Jedi order. And so I'm here for it. Um, I, Man, it does. Mm. Nah, let's no, just go leave for it, there. it. No, go <laughs> for it. Go for it. It. 
Well, okay. Let me let me put up let me let me let me let me phrase this or or, or bring this up from a positive direction. Mm-hmm. I think that this film, this next movie with Ray, I I highly doubt it's a one and done. So our friend Kevin was expressing disappointment that they're not taking a trilogy based approach here mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Um, I don't think they are necessarily taking a trilogy based approach, but I will be very surprised, you know, if they don't do more movies with Ray. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Um. But I guess my my concern I was going to express or whatever is that, and this is coming from somebody who, you know, particularly because I love The Rise of Skywalker, I'm going to be disappointed if Finn is not a part of this future storytelling with Rey and this new Jedi Order and all that kind of stuff, right? And, like, I'd love to see Oscar Isaac show up at some point. I bet he would, right? I'd love to see plenty of characters from the sequel trilogy show up, and I, I bet they could you know, have roles, you know, if there's multiple Mm -hmm. movies and stuff. But to me, uh, Finn is like, Finn Finn is the other character that I feel like I really need to be part of the future story. Like if we're going to take the sequel trilogy era and keep pushing forward past that, I need him to be part of it. And I don't know if John Boyega wants to be part of it. I don't know what the plan is for it, but I, I feel like that's something that I kind of want and need, you know? Yeah. I mean, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to like focus beyond what like we've been told. Cause that just kind of leads to disappointment. Um, I mean, I, I would say, you know, the, the other person that I think in addition to Finn, cause I completely agree. Um, and you know, I'm hoping that, um, I, I think the, you know, the issue with John Boyega, I don't think it's like, you know, people say like, Oh, just, just bring that Disney dump truck full of money and he'll come back. Um, I think for him, it needs to be the right script and the right director. Um, it needs to be the right story. Um, and, you know, I I think there's potential um, here, especially with um, the the director who, you know, a, a lot of, um, you know, Boyega's issues with how the story in um, the... Um, the sequel trilogy kind of played out where like he, you know, he felt like there were some like fake outs and um, that just were a little bit like disingenuous, especially like considering when you're dealing with issues of representation. Um, And I, I don't think that is a worry um, with this director. Um, I've, Still haven't watched Ms. Marvel yet, um, but I I do plan on it, especially now. Um, and I've heard, you know, that show is just, like, phenomenal. Um, and so I do think that maybe this will be a situation where he'll be um, cool with coming back. Um, if it is, you know, if it is the right story and the right approach, but the other person I would obviously want to see that I think is like a massive part of Ray's story would be Ben Solo. 
Um, and obviously that would be more of like a, like a force ghost um, type thing. But mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, I don't know. Like, I guess you can tell a race story without Ben Solo, but I think his character and their dynamic does add another important layer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, 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 and I know that like, I've seen so much, so many comments already being like, you know, (laughs) if Ray's back, then we have to have Ben Solo back too. And like, you know, like almost people being like, I don't even want Ray back without it being a Ray and Ben story sort of thing. And like, to me, that's far. Uh, you know, no, I wouldn't either. But I, I, I guess my thing is like, I feel like there's not many obstacles to that. You know what I mean? Like, there, I, yeah. I don't think it would be that hard to get. Well, first off, I think the nature of telling a story, a, a, a Ray's story going forward, um, it should include Ben Solo. I agree, it should include Ben Solo. I think that only makes sense. But I think the amount of screen time that that would necessitate or make sense, you know would be such that it probably wouldn't be that hard to get Adam driver to come back and, you know, mm-hmm. do 10 minutes of, you know, a movie whenever they're doing a, you know what I mean? Like it's not, I would, I would envision it to be maybe more than Alec Guinness in, in empire and Jedi, but like not necessarily that much yeah. more, you know what I mean? And so that doesn't seem that hard to do. And it doesn't seem like something. Well, I guess it, I guess everybody has different expectations and hopes and stuff, but it doesn't seem like something they could really offensively <laughs> mess up. You know what I mean? But like, I just feel like that it's, there's so much more difficulty with the Finn thing mm-hmm. because if he, the only, the only way to do it, the only reason to do it, the only way that it would be appropriate in my mind is to have him back as a key partner to Ray. Um, and a and somebody who's himself is learning the force and mm-hmm. you know a big part of the issues that John Boyega you know I think rightfully has with uh, his participation in the sequel trilogy is that you know in the force awakens he was wheeled in that lightsaber he was on those posters um he was you know I I mean I came out of that movie being like yes Ray is the protagonist but like Finn is right there. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, there was so much emotion and such a connection between those two characters. And then, you know, the last Jedi split them off and Hey, that's a star Wars structure, storytelling, you know, kind of thing. Like I'm not, you know, I I understand it, but Mm -hmm. I think like, that's where the problem started is for sure is the last Jedi. And the fact that like going into or coming out of the force awakens, it was like, we've got two, you know, we've got Ray and she's like, she's the Luke Skywalker character, but Finn's right there as like this other hero. And like, we've got these two wildly charismatic young actors, both incredible. Right. And like, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy Finn's story in last Jedi and in mm-hmm. the rise of Skywalker, but I understand like, yeah. So anyway, I don't want him back like as some supporting character who's going to have, a, a similar amount of like kind of focus uh, as in those two movies, the last mm-hmm. Jedi and the rise of Skywalker. I want him back as like, and I don't think he'd want to come back otherwise, as you were alluding to, right. As you were saying. Yeah. So to me, it's like, uh, he needs to be a focal point, but the fact that she's out on stage right now and there's no, I mean, it's so early though. Right. But I want him part of it. I want him part of it. I want him part of it. I want him to be a significant part of it. And I want to come out of the sequel trilogy 
into the next era of storytelling around those characters with John Boyega as an epic hero right there with, with Ray or, you know, Finn as an epic hero right there with Ray. Mm -hmm. And I think he was, you know, in a lot of ways in the sequel trilogy, you know, it's not like they just, I don't know, whatever, but I I understand the, it's gotta be, it's gotta be something different. He had a character arc in the last Jedi. It wasn't like he was split off to go like be, you know, just to like get him away. Like he had like a very important character arc. Um, in that, but you mentioned like a swerve, you know, and I feel like it, that that's like where the swerve started is like, you're not going to be this co Jedi character. You know what I mean? You're going to be, you're going to be more of a Han Solo than a Luke Skywalker. But in the force awakens, I almost felt like we've got two Luke Skywalkers, you know, and Ray and Finn. Yeah. And maybe, I don't know, maybe that wouldn't have been sustainable. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I, if I, if I want, um, you know, if I want two Luke Skywalkers, right. If I want a Luke and a Luke, like, (laughs) like, I don't, I don't know if I need a bigger Luke. Um, but what I, what I would think would be more interesting in like this upcoming film in, I mean, I think it's like, goes without saying like he, he is force sensitive. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think, you know, they, like there was some like dancing around it kind of. Um, but I think that is part of the story. Um, and I, I think like he, you know, there, there's going to be 15 years that have passed, which, um, you know, if, if this movie is coming out, you know, in the next four or five years, um, they're going to have to do some things to make that 15 years feel, um, convincing. I don't, I don't know what the, the approach is going to be, but I almost think it would be more interesting if like and this is also like ridiculously um hypothetical right now but if if finn was part of the story like if he and ray had like conflicting opinions about how to rebuild the jedi order um rather than them just like being completely in sync and um, teaming up and like they're still like friends they're still like peers um but like they have two very different perspectives on things um because of you know where their character arcs went in um in the um the sequel trilogy and i almost think it would be like instead of two lukes it would be more like a luke and leia dynamic okay yeah 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 but uh uh Leia who's also being presented as a jedi you know which we only really saw in well we, we sort of saw in uh last jedi you know well, at least we saw her as as a force user for the first time really you know mm-hmm. in the last jedi but then in the rise of skywalker she's i mean 
she's raised teacher. You know what I mean? She's, yeah. she's raised Jedi master. You know what I mean? So, um, mm-hmm. th- that's where we, we saw her there. Um, but still, it's not like she's, it's not like Leia in the rise of Skywalker was inhabiting the Luke Skywalker role, you know, but like Ray was doing that. Right. So it's not like Leia mm-hmm. was out there having, but yeah, as you like, she was being presented as, wow, this person is powerful. This person is wise. This person is talented in the force. This person is a Jedi. You know what I mean? And there's just Mm -hmm. like, sorry, we all grew up running around. uh, Well, I started doing it when I was like in high school, but we all grew up like running around with toy lightsabers and stuff. You know what I mean? And so like when you're in the force awakens and you're swinging a lightsaber around and then all of a sudden it's like, you know, you're not that guy anymore. You're not that character anymore. Um, and you talk about representation, right? Like all the posters showed a black Jedi, right? I mean, we thought, and he's got a cool lightsaber fight in the force awakens. And then that's not really followed through on. I think other really interesting stories are followed through on. I think, you Mm -hmm. know, there's, there's great stuff about the way Finn's story develops in the other two movies. And I don't think John Boyega like thinks whatever. I don't want to get into what, you know, he can speak for himself about what he thinks, but, um, it's a complicated, yeah, it's a complicated issue, but mm-hmm. I, I want to see him as a Jedi. You know, I want to see him as a Jedi. And if Ray's restarting a Jedi order, I want to be part of it. Um, but I think that really, you know, a big part of that is whether or not he wants to be part of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have to see. All right. Um, should we talk about some other stuff besides this uh, very exciting Ray Star Wars movie? Yes, we can. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about the Dave Filoni thing, right? Like, um, sure. Dave Filoni's doing a movie. Um, yeah. Makes sense. It's cool, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, yeah. <laughs> um, I think <laughs> I think more and more, like, Mandalorian Season 3 is feeling like an extension of the Clone Wars and Rebels animated kind of Star Wars universe or whatever mm-hmm. uh, with the Ahsoka trailer that released, which we'll talk about in a minute, maybe, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's really, it's really solidifying around all that. And so I think it makes a lot of sense for Dave Filoni to be, um, you know, directing a, a full on Star Wars movie that is going to be a, a, a cinematic movie theater version of the storytelling he's been doing at Lucasfilm for, 20 years now or whatever, right? 15 years. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess we don't really know much more about it than that. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is, it's, it's like the thing that makes the most sense while also being the weirdest thing, mm-hmm. um, simultaneously because the whole like continuation of a TV show in with a movie is such a weird thing like just in general like and it's not something that really happens anymore like it used to happen when like you know um you know like star trek gets canceled on their um you know on their syndication and then they you know then they have like a big big movie or like firefly gets canceled and then they finish the story with serenity um, I think, like, most recently, there was... The only recent example I can think of is the Downton Abbey movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, and even that, when that came out, I was like, what? <laughs> like, are you serious? Like, this is a thing? Um, and it does seem kind of weird, mm-hmm. but... <laughs> I mean, cool? 
Like, well, yeah, it, it is cool. I think it'll be interesting to see how it's presented and what it is, because I feel like it could be like, okay, we just finished watching season four of The Mandalorian and season two of Ahsoka and then Skeleton Crew. And like now, mm-hmm. like they all, all those seasons end like by setting up this movie and then we go in and we watch the movie and it finishes that story. It could be that, mm-hmm. but I kind of hope it's not quite that. I, and I think on the other side of the spectrum, it could be like, a self a very self-contained story but one that one that uh features some of the characters but also just the 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 conflict or the the the, the state of the galaxy or whatever that has been defined by all these shows is what's sort of in play in this movie. So like, I don't know how to put it. Um, whatever this is all building, like Thrawn and all this stuff, you know, like whatever's going on with like the establishment of the, cause like a lot of what the Mandalorian is dealing with on a larger, like on a, on a zoomed out, you know, I think like the show is about Din and Grogu, at least until season three, it's about Din and Grogu and their journey and all that. Right. But, mm-hmm. and now it's exploring, what does it mean to be a Mandalorian? But like, that's like I think like this season obviously is about what does it mean to be a Mandalorian. Previous seasons a little more personal in terms of like the story of Din and Grogu, but in general I feel like they're exploring this post um, Return of the Jedi time frame and how the Empire and we're starting to see it more and more in season three, but how the Empire um, emerges and how this threat to the new Republic emerges and you know like the the development of this nascent empire first order whatever you want to say right so like Mm -hmm. i feel like you could make a pretty epic movie that features some of these characters that's like really there's some kind of important event or there's some kind of important you know uh conflict there or whatever with this like what 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 matters in terms of like the state of the galaxy in the 10 years after return of the jedi you know what i mean uh, and a movie about that that does feature some of these characters rather than like the Avengers of <laughs> the Mandoverse. You know what I mean? Right. The Avengers of the Mandoverse, I'm not that excited for necessarily. I want to see a movie that feels like a movie that should exist as a movie. But if I've watched all these shows, it's really helped set up the stat, the, the state of the galaxy at the point that this movie is is taking place. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, th- I think it will probably be both of those things, yeah. um, to a, to a degree, but I, I don't think it's going to be like a standalone thing. Like if you've never seen an episode of Ahsoka and you've never seen an episode of Mandalorian, like you can just walk into this and it will be like, you know, the force awakens or something like you'll just, you'll just know what's going on. Um, I don't think it's going to be that. I think it is going to be pretty reliant on, um, you know, the, the things that we know. I'm, I'm just going to, you know, based on the Ahsoka, um, trailer and everything, I'm just going to throw out what I think it's going to be. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be heir to the empire. Okay. Like, so what does that mean if it's heir to the empire? I think it's going to be like the the well or you know like those 
that like trilogy of of books more specifically than just like the first book but i think it is going to be like the culmination of um everything with thrawn um and that story in in like recontextualized in the like disney era so the because like i haven't even read the heir to the empire trilogy but i assume like in the books from the eu like luke and han and leia or whoever defeat thrawn right Mm -hmm. i mean okay so this would be like it's gonna be ahsoka and din and grogu teaming up with the mandalorians to defeat thrawn kind of thing is what you're saying right that's just my guess like vaguely yeah yeah no that makes sense i I would think thrawn would be like the big bad or whatever probably Mm -hmm. of um of the movie i guess i just don't want it to feel like the a-team or the avengers or something all i don't want to feel like this big team up thing you know what i mean because like to at that point and maybe it will be and if it is i guess it'll be a different flavor of star wars and maybe i'll love it but that that stuff sometimes to me seems like a little less uh it's just not as enticing to me you know what i mean The, the idea of like a big ensemble cast of heroes like that's not um i guess you know you know you know my taste ryan like my least favorite part of attack of the clones is the jedi dan scene where there's like a billion jedi like no no i want like one or two jedi you know and like i want to focus on this on the story of a few characters and their heroic journey i don't necessarily want like the avengers or x-men of star wars um or at least i don't think i want that that's not like what i would personally be excited that's not a pitch that excites me personally too much but 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 that's what this is and that's what we've kind of known this mandoverse to be and you know i think it was going to be even even more with you know rangers of the new republic and now yeah. i don't i don't know if like skeleton crew is taking the place of that or if that was also going to be like another thing um that was part of it but well i guess i would just say like you say that's what this is but like i feel like the mandalorian is a show about din and grogu and i feel like ahsoka is going to be a show about ahsoka and the rebels characters and then i feel like skeleton crew is going to be a a show about that crew and like boba fett book of boba fett was a show about boba fett except for the two episodes that weren't but you know what i mean like in other words like they have not yet tried to bring all those things together all the time as like you know what I mean? So if this if that's what this movie is, and it makes a lot of sense that it could be that, I'm just saying, mm-hmm. to me, it hasn't been that yet. It's been putting the pieces in place for that, but yeah. it hasn't been that yet. And I think I've enjoyed those shows partially because they're not that. They're, they're shows that focus on, the you know, the other characters come in and out, but it's still, I'm watching a, a season of a television show about Din and Grogu, or this season, it's about Din and Grogu and Bo-Katan. But I'm not, you know, watching this big ensemble show necessarily. But that's so far. What, that's what the MCU was until Infinity War and Endgame. Right. Yeah, I know. And, and so, those are I mean, I'm not that, into those. <laughs> yeah, and that but that's what this is. That it's these like individual pieces being laid out for like they even like use the terms I don't remember what the what they said in the official statement were like the culmination of the I don't did they use Mandoverse? I don't I don't remember. Um. Well, many years ago, somebody used uh, phrases like a climactic story crossover event or something like that, you know? Um, 
not specifically in reference to this movie, but it sure feels like now we're seeing what that is that they were talking about. You know, I don't know that anybody used language like that this weekend though. Um, I don't think they said much about this, but I wasn't there. Um, and I, I've watched, um, a fair amount of celebration live stream, but I, I haven't been able to watch all of it, you know, so I don't know what I've, what I've missed and what I haven't, you know, what's what's been said and what I've missed. I'll say verbatim what it says on StarWars.com. Okay. Um, Dave Filoni's will focus on the New Republic and close out the interconnected stories told in The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, and other Disney Plus series. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that sounds a lot like a team-up thing. Although, close out. That's interesting to hear close out because... You know, Favreau's been talking about, I don't know, Mandalorian could go on forever, you know, like, but now it sounds like they have a plan to, to wrap up this whole, you know, kind of thread of storytelling. I, I, I think, um, both can be true from a certain point of view, um, Mm. because I think as we're seeing, um, in Mandalor, Mandalorian season three and sorry, the, you know, the writing was on the wall in season two. I don't know why people are ask- acting so surprised about this now and so, like, so offended. Um, but the the show is not just about Din and Grogu. Um, mm-hmm. Like, that's what season one was. Uh, season two was not that, and season three certainly isn't. Um, and I think um, Rick... And one of the interviews said, like, no, it's 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 also it's about Bo-Katan right now and Mm -hmm. um, or something along those lines. Or it's not just about um, Din and Grogu. And I think there can continue to be I I mean, I think there's going to continue to be Mandalorian stories, but like Mandalorian in maybe not meaning necessarily um din like Mm -hmm. but i think we're already past the point where like you talk about mandalorian and you're like explicitly referring to din yeah okay i I think like you could finish off like din and maybe bo katan's story um i think I think we are very far from finishing Grogu's story. I think Grogu is going to be the connective tissue for Star Wars for years, um, decades, um, honestly. Um, but I, I got to hear that guy talk before I know how to feel about that, but okay. I, I, dude, I, I also think he's going to be part of Ray's movie. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think you you could, f- in one sense, you could finish off the story of, you know, Din, Grogu, and Bo-Katan's story um, in, you know, in the, in the Mandalorian sense. But then you could still, like, Favreau could still, and probably Boba Fett's story, too. I would say, like, he is the other um, key part of this. Um... But then you could still continue to tell stories about Mandalorians. Like, what does, you know, post, um, like, post-New Republic um, Mandalorian 
culture and stuff look like and like you could introduce new characters like you know pa- maybe it'll be stories about Paz Vizsla's son like um you know down the road or something like um I don't know like I think he can keep telling those stories while also like ending the story that is like the show the Mandalorian as we know it right now in this film yeah, maybe, 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 maybe. Uh, that makes sense. I also wonder if, like, by the time this movie comes out, it'll have been, like, 10 years of his life doing Mandalorian and Mandalorian-adjacent stuff, and if he'll just be ready to not, like... Like, does he want to, like, work on the Mandalorian until he dies? Like, does he want, like, John Favreau to just be like, I now I just make the Mandalorian forever. Like, that's what I'm going to do until I retire, you know? I don't know. I mean, the answer could be yes. I don't know. It could be. <laughs> it could but be. It, it might be, like, you know, he... he not, not many people, especially like John Favreau who kind of are involved in a lot of different things or or have a lot of different skills and talents and you know whatever um would necessarily want to just like lock themselves down to cuz he it seems all consuming for John Favreau you know like mm-hmm. I don't see him doing much else these days besides just working on the Star Wars stuff which I think is awesome but yes if we get if we get you know two seasons of Ahsoka, four seasons of the Mandalorian, two seasons of the skeleton of skeleton crew and then this giant movie like I don't know if he'll come out the other side of that being, you know, uh, geared up to like start telling more seasons of, of Mandalorian about, you know, other characters, but, but he could, he could, I'm just, you know, who knows? It'll be interesting to see, I guess. But, um, yeah. Uh, okay. Speaking of, we got, I don't know how much time we have Ryan to like talk about. There's so much to talk about coming out of celebration. Like, should we talk about the Ahsoka trailer? Like, because that okay. directly tied into all this. Okay. All right. Um, what are your impressions of the Ahsoka trailer? Um, I'm interested in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm... I was a little... I mean, I kind of like... it. It's... This was not the number one trailer I wanted to be able to see from this celebration. Um, sure. I was like... I'm so excited for the acolyte and that trailer sounded insane the i watched a bootleg of the andor season two trailer that was like the back of someone's seat and uh like that looked incredible and like man i would have loved to just have like hd quality versions of those trailers to kind of like pick through and just um experience but this was kind of of the things shown. This was like lower on my list. Um, mm-hmm. And I wasn't, um, you know, I don't know. This isn't my most excited, the Star Wars project I'm most excited for, uh, etc. But, um, you know, seeing, seeing the trailer, I do think um, they m- made a compelling case for the story. Um, I do think, you know, just like, okay, we're not going to tease it anymore. Like it's Thrawn. We're saying the words heir to the empire. Like that's the story. Cause like, that's, um, I, I think like, you know, you just rebels, like rebels had Thrawn and, yep. you know, he was doing thrawny things, like he was being smart and, uh, you know, d- 
having having goals and stuff but like i think and like that's cool um but i think when you have thrawn and you say heir to the empire like this is the dude that wants to rule things going forward like he has like bigger scope than just like collecting weird art and stuff like he and be and like winning military engagements like he like he has this level of ambition and like i mean it's like how on earth do you even like reconcile that with like the like the the sequel trilogy and everything like we know so far like and i i i don't th- i like obviously there's a plan they're going to do it like um it has been very rare in star wars where things like outwardly contradict each other in this era so like i i don't know how you make this work but obviously there is a plan um and i think i think the story's like i think that's super compelling mm-hmm. um you know thrawn like on full blast um like like big thrawn um happening i think is cool it's compelling and then like you know then there's there's the the live action rebels stuff like continuing that story um which is cool um but uh yeah i think for me it's like the the hook of the story and like where where it's going i think is is the exciting part yeah 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 yeah. um yeah, I feel like the to me the trailer. I guess I already n- felt like I knew that that was the story before I watched the trailer. So I mean, it's right. cool that it, re- it it's cool that it reinforces it or whatever. But um, you know, I, I walked away from this trailer being like, of course I'm excited for the show. You know, of course I'm looking forward to Ahsoka. But I, I would, it you know, to be honest, like it didn't really make me any more excited for the show. I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> We talked about this, Ryan, um, you know, off air, but it it looks very um, heightened. It looks very uh, sci-fi, um, you know. It looks very EU, which I think is a fun, potentially a fun thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. that that's maybe exciting to a lot of people who... You know, if you grew up in like Star Wars, the, the EU and reading a lot of Star Wars comic books and video games and stuff was like what you loved about Star Wars more so than like the movies and, and that kind of thing. Then I feel like this, you know, this to me, this looks like Star Wars video games from the 2000s, you know, like uh, from the GameCube and Xbox era. It looks like the covers of Star Wars <laughs> EU books. You know what I mean? It doesn't mm-hmm. to me look like Star Wars movies look that I grew up loving and watching you know what i mean um it just it just is kind of pushing more in the direction of the expanded universe stuff that was really sort of like taking the star wars films as a template and then saying like what if we you know kind of really built out with a lot of new characters and lots of crazy situations and you know what i mean like stuff that we can explore more in 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 books and comics and video games that might not have felt super at home in a star wars movie i feel like like this trailer to me was the 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 biggest example of like, yeah, but what if we did that in a movie, you know, or what if we did that in a TV show? Like, what would it look Mm -hmm. like? And you know, this is what it looks like to me. Um, so 
again, that's not to say that I don't like that or I don't think that's cool. I think, you know, the more I talk about it, the more I, I kind of feel like that that's a fun, really cool, fun kind of thing. But in terms of like the sort of Star Wars stuff I'm into, I'm not sure where this is going to fall in in that. You know what I mean? Like, is this going to be like my favorite kind of Star Wars? The, the very, you know, kind of heightened, um, um, you know, more sci-fi channel <laughs> looking version of Star Wars? I don't know. Uh, we'll see. But uh, go ahead. It's, I mean, it's EU, but it's also animation. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. Like, extremely, which honestly, like, the animation has done a lot of, you know, a lot of EU ishy things. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, yeah, sure. And they've also, like, you know, in the Disney era, brought ideas and things from the eu and like so has the the mando verse in general um has like it is kind of the like the mando verse is this like it's like this culmination of um like the animation department the eu and um you know, the prequels, the OT, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, yeah, it's like all, all of this stuff sort of together. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think the, I think like one thing I, I can say is I think there has been kind of diminishing returns on the bringing characters from the animation to live action. Like, um, I mean, I remember when it like happened with, um, like Bo-Katan, like that was, that felt like a huge moment Mm -hmm. and felt, it felt really like big and special. And since that happened like there's probably been five characters that we've seen we've seen like cad bane and zeb and you know sabine and hera like we we've seen a lot more characters from the the animation and i think i don't know i i don't i don't think that's really like that stuff on its own is really super exciting to me. Um, but again, and also like, you know, you were, you were mentioning the, like the, the sci-fi stuff. I think like, um, a a word that you could add on there is sci-fi channel, um, with some of the, the look here, like, you know, we we watched all this stuff um, over celebration. We see, you know, people working on the acolyte and Andor being like, "Yeah, we don't use the volume. Uh, this show uses the volume. <laughs> like this yeah. show has the volume at eleven um, because it is some volume ass volume happening here. Yeah. Um, it is like it it, it all like." Like, yes, it, like, has vibes of, like, video games from 20 years ago. It also looks like video game cutscenes now, um, in a, right, in a right, way, right, right. too. Um, so, yeah, I think, like, it's not my favorite look. Um, the, you know, the bringing char- 
like continuing animation storylines um is cool like i like rebels and i like those characters but it's not like something i was like chomping at the bit for in like live action um but i do think like the core story um seems seems cool and kind feels like kind of epic um and i i want to see how they sort of you know tell that story of those like timothy zahn books in like this context because it's obviously what's inspired it so it's just i i'm very interested in like what they do here but it's not i am not like this is not on the level of like the ray movie or and or season two or the acolyte or anything like with like my personal excitement levels yeah 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 and just to reiterate like my perspective is that um i feel like it's being pushed into that direction of of video games and eu and stuff like intentionally like that's its personality that's like it's Mm -hmm. that's what it is so it's not like i'm saying like uh oh yeah the the effects in ahsoka just look like they're not going to be up to snuff and you know the people making this just uh can't make it look as good no i think like this is what they want it to look like yeah and it's it's just a different choice yeah yeah exactly right and so i'm 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 uh i'm I'm interested to see you know what i'll think about that i'll tell you this much i i feel like mandalorian season three is the most of all the live action shows so far and whatever like mandalorian season three feels the most like a continuation of the Filoni animation verse, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like this is going to feel even more like that. But I also feel like there are so, there are a lot of, and we've talked about it uh, a bunch, there's a, there's a lot of scenes in Mandalorian Season 3 that are astounding from a visual perspective and from a special effects perspective. Mm-hmm. Like some of those space, or uh, some of the like dogfights and, and battles and stuff have been like just incredibly um, impressive visually. And so... Mm-hmm. I think this will um, probably follow suit, you know, uh, but I think it's, it's, it's everything. It's costume design, character design, um, the settings, uh, it's, it, it, you know, the, the color timing. I think it's just everything about it mm-hmm. is, is really kind of, kind of being pushed into a certain direction. And so, yeah, that'll be, uh, that'll be interesting. And, uh, I'm definitely kind of excited to see how it all plays out and, 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 and the, just the tone. Cause also Ahsoka, um, is so stoic, you know what I mean? In the trailer and things like that. But I was mm-hmm. uh, watching one of the, the discussions on the star Wars live stage, uh, yesterday, I think. And Rosario Dawson, I want to say was talking about how, you know, so far Ahsoka has been very kind of on her own and stuff in the Mandalorian, but in this show, she's not on her own anymore. She's not like a, a, a rogue kind of, you know, solo, you know, um, operative. She's, she's got this team of people around her. And so, yeah, just I think there's still a lot of questions as far as like what what the show will feel like and and uh you know, we know kind of what some of the big story ideas are, but um, I'm I'm really curious to see how they are um kind of uh executed. And then I want to say too, I oh, I forgot. I don't have her name um in front of me at the moment, but there is the the sort of like she's an apprentice to like the main bad guy, which I forget his name now. But um, she's like a woman with Bayon? blonde hair. Bayon? Yeah, something like Bayon? that's the guy's name, right? Baymax? Yeah. Uh, I, that'd be cool. Um, Balin? I don't Cross know. It's something with a B, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
Maybe. Yeah. The problem is I don't have the internet at my fingertips right now to look it up. But um, mm. anyway, she was great. She was, she was, uh, she, I think she was there with, I can't remember who she was there with. Maybe she, but anyway, it doesn't matter. She was awesome. And she was talking about Star Wars and like how she didn't really know about Star Wars before she started working on the show. But like her responses were so thoughtful and so earnest and just like heartfelt. Like I was just listening to her talk about the show. I was like, man, this sounds great. And uh, yeah, everybody who came out and talked about Ahsoka, because there were quite a few um, segments on Star Wars uh, on the live show, Star Wars show live stage or whatever they call it now, um, yesterday with actors from Ahsoka. And all of that was making me really, you know, it, it was it was good stuff. I was, I was uh, feeling pretty hyped watching that. So nice. I somehow missed all of those. Um, I didn't see any Ahsoka stuff. So maybe, maybe my excitement would be higher if I had um, seen that stuff, but cool. I mean, we'll see, like, we'll, we'll watch it. We have to, if we want to understand the, the next, that that Star Wars movie. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it is non-negotiable. All right. Ryan, I feel like there's like, there's still too much stuff for us to talk about. Like, I don't think there's any way we can talk about all the stuff coming out of celebration and do it justice in just today's episode. So would you prefer to talk about a few more like celebration type things, or should we talk about the most recent Mando episode or how do you want to kind of continue the show here? What do you think? Let's do, I have a few more celebration things on my on my notes and i would say if we don't get to mando we don't get to mando okay okay okay. um maybe we can do a double double hitter next week or something okay Um, we'll steer the ship like your uh, pirate king gorian shard with a big wheel mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um where where do we go next um the acolyte um Mm -hmm. i want to talk about the acolyte um there have like we're getting kind of our first like pitches, you know, just like overviews of the acolyte. And there's this descriptor that came up a couple times over the weekend, um, of, uh, it being inspired by martial arts films, um, dark magical realism. And, Mm -hmm. Kill Bill meets Frozen. <laughs> yeah. Which is the most fascinating descriptor of anything. And it was said by multiple people at multiple points over Celebration Weekend describing it. And, you know, just trying to, like, unpack, like, what that exactly means. Um it's just it is such a compelling show um i you know i you know there was um like we we kind of knew it was like high republic adjacent in some ways but they seem to be really doubling down on that because they had um you know they they showed the trailer and had um leslie headland come out during the High Republic panel at Celebration after they were talking about, like, the new books and stuff. So, like, this is ostensibly the High Republic movie uh, or TV show. Um, And 
it, but it's like also like kind of connected to the prequels. Um, so maybe it's kind of like connective tissue between um, those things, and it's Kill Bill meets Frozen, and man, I like dark magical realism like what even is this show but i'm so excited for it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh yeah quote from here from leslie headland here um she wanted to tell a story from the perspective of the villains and the high republic was the ideal setting because the jedi were in their prime and it was a time of peace um this is when the bad guys are outnumbered they're the underdogs and so it seemed like the perfect part of the timeline to explore in live action um, and then she also says that um, samurai and martial arts films were a major influence um, with a focus on relationships from master and apprentice to siblings. And we went back to a lot of films that inspired George Lucas. So that all sounds super awesome. Uh, our friend Ian, who is at the show, um, specifically messaged us, Ryan, in our Discord, which you can join by using the link in the show notes, um, mm. told us that you and I specifically are going to lose our minds whenever we see this footage, which we have not seen yet, of course, but he said we were going to love it specifically. Um, and did you read this description of the, because I'm reading this description of the footage shown for the first time on StarWars.com. It says fans and attendants were treated to the first ever footage of the Acolyte, which featured lots of Jedi, something Hedlund promised, and action. It began with younglings and a meditative exercise as Lee Jung-jae's Jedi relays words of wisdom. Close your eyes. Your eyes can deceive you. We must not trust them. The Force is powerful. It is power we must respect. Mysterious imagery and fast-moving combat filled the clip, including a battle between Carrie Ann Moss's Jedi character and a blade-wielding assailant, and it ended with several Jedi igniting their lightsabers before an unseen foe. That sounds awesome. Yeah. It sounds incredible. It sounds really great. Um, now, the thing is, too, like, I, man, I want to see this footage so much, but I have to say, I, I really, really get and understand and even respect the fact that they're not showing us that footage yet. Um, so I feel like a lot of people, you know, feel like, Hey, this is like, this sucks. Like, you know, if you're going to show it, just let everybody watch it. But mm-hmm. I think they're not even done filming the show yet. And, um, it, basically the way I look at it, it, it is, it's not time to show this footage as part of the marketing cycle for the show. But right. the people who went to celebration, they were cool enough to put something together for them and show them as a treat to the people who really, really, really are dedicated. And not to say like, I'm dedicated to Star Wars and I'm not there, right? I'm not saying like, if you're not there, it means you're not dedicated enough. But like, uh-huh. you know, there's something to be said for just like giving something extra to the people that are there in the room, but also acknowledging like, guess what? We're not we're not ready to like put this out to the world yet. We're not even done making the show. So you know, I think I get that. I think that that totally makes sense. Yeah, I think specifically the people who are at the High Republic book panel and are like, I've read 72 High Republic books. Tell me what's next. Like, yeah. Um, well, did they show people, it there, too? They did. They did. Oh, and they okay. talked about um, like some of the, the characters um, who will be appearing, who from like the High Republic books and um, oh wow, like uh, Venestra um, from 
from the books. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. Because huh, I thought this was like way. I they, thought this they was showed. I don't know if it's the same thing they showed at um, the because they showed something at um, the the Lucas film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but then they showed. I don't know if they showed the same thing at the High Republic panel when um, Leslie came out. Well, no, I'm just uh, surprised that Vernestra, like characters from phase one of the high republic could be in the show because i thought the show was like at the tail end of the high republic and that those books all took place like you know considerably earlier because the high republic era is like a couple hundred years long i think right and so i know phase two is like considerably earlier than phase one but i i thought acolyte was still like a distance out from phase one also but um maybe not Let's see the, yeah, um, nope. Um, so, um, Vanestra Rowe, um, she's like a teenager, um, in the books that we've seen. Um, it seems like she's going to be like an older adult. Okay. At the time. So this will probably be 30 40 years maybe okay all right sure um 20 to somewhere between 20 and 40 years i don't know um yeah but uh that's that's happening hmm well i need to dig into the uh i need to go back into like youtube and dig in and try to find some of the interviews and stuff i know like i was seeing people raving about leslie headlands um maybe you were one of the people i don't know but raving about her time her her segment on the star wars show live stage or whatever they call it and uh i didn't see that so i gotta i gotta go back to youtube and see that and there's a I there's a that one too yeah yeah i need to catch up on on some of the coverage of the show because i've you know just seen a few things but what i've seen so far already has me like super super hyped so i uh, yeah. can't wait for that i, um, I know that what my summer is going to look like and that is going <laughs> to be reading like 50 high republic books yeah um, yeah because i need to us i haven't even started phase two no Um, me neither so that's that needs to happen um i did also um and i think like once we have more information and stuff we can like come back to the acolyte Mm -hmm. but um long story short i am stoked um and then a lot of good and or um like making of um yeah. discussions i think like honestly the um the what what was it making of season one is that what the panel was something called? like that yeah, 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 yeah that was like one of the best um like post-mortems i've seen yeah. on a star wars project like it was so fascinating um listen yeah i wasn't to able to watch I wasn't able to watch all of it, but I caught part of that one and it was really great. Um, so I want to go back and watch that whole panel for sure. And then um, not not to stop, you know, um, we can continue with Andor, but uh, this morning I was watching part of the Obi-Wan Kenobi um, postmortem panel or whatever. Mm. And that was pretty great too. I mean, one thing is I'm, I'm an avid cyclist and I noticed that Ewan McGregor has a tattoo of a bicycle on his 
calf or like lower leg, which I had not seen before. So thank you for wearing those cuffed kind of, um, uh, Capri esque pants, uh, Ewan, I guess for multiple reasons, but one of which was seeing that, that tattoo, mm. uh, on his leg there. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, they were, um, like the, it was, uh, him and uh, Hayden Christensen and Vivian Lyra Blair, the actress who played young Leia, Leia. and, uh, mm-hmm. Indira Varma as well. They were all there. Um, and Deborah Chow and, um, wow. They were like sharing their favorite scenes and then talking about the process of making them and stuff. So that was that was pretty cool too. Um, not not it wasn't quite the same thing as the Andor postmortem because that was like really great. And Tony uh, Gilroy was being awesome. Tony Gilroy and uh, anyway, yeah, they're they're mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it's it's fascinating to hear more about the production of Andor because that show is just like on such another level um, in terms of like ambition and being a Star Wars drama. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like really great to to learn more about that show too. But um, there's just so much stuff that's like happening at Celebration that I so wish much. I was um, there for or <laughs> able to uh, follow from home a little more than I have. So. Yeah, and now we're just jumping around to whatever. Um, like the there was also a variety interview with Kathy Kennedy, um, where she like gave status updates on um, like Taika's films and Ryan Johnson's films and um, the possibility of like an Obi Wan sequel and like basically the the short of that is. Uh, Taika's still writing his movie. Um, it seems like he is writing it solo um, on his own, um, which may or may not be a change um, from what was originally announced. Um, Ryan Johnson's busy. Um, and uh, people are up for um, an- another season of Obi-Wan. Um, people involved, Ewan specifically. Um, and Kathy Kennedy is like, seems to be very happy with Deborah Chow. So I think one way or another, we're going to see, um, more Deborah Chow Star Wars, which is a very good thing. Yeah. Obi-Wan sounded like it, it's not being worked on and it, but it's a possibility and that Ewan does want to do it. So all that stuff is good. Um, she also, uh, I saw a comment somewhere was like, no, Donald Glover is really excited to play Lando. That is going to happen. Like, yeah, because it just feels like the, 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 the more distance there is from the announcement of that, the less likely it is it's going to happen. But she was pretty emphatic when answering that question um, in the comment I saw that like, no, 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 we're doing that. You know, it's just like everything, like so many of these projects I've talked about, it's, t- it's a time frame thing, right? And, and people's schedules being busy and stuff. But she made it sound like, Definitely, we will see Lando uh, and Donald Glover's excited for that. So that's cool. Um, she also said that Rogue Squadron um, could still happen as a movie or even a Disney Plus series, which personally, that sounds yep. better to me than a movie anyway. Disney Plus series. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, and then I was like, oh, well, I mean, that could just be like, almost like could Rangers of the New Republic kind of morph into Rogue Squadron and you get uh, um, our guy from Mandalorian season three. Um Carson Teba, you know, and uh, I mean, who knows? And Zeb, let's get Carson Teba and Zeb in a uh, <laughs> in a buddy cop Rogue Squadron show. Let's do it, you know. So, sure. uh, yeah. no, I don't know. Um, we'll see, but uh, yeah. So that lots of sense. irons it in makes the fire. So much more sense as, as a show, as right? A TV show. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. 
Hey, um, maybe uh, last thing uh, for me anyways is uh, mm-hmm. this little blurb about Skeleton Crew from StarWars.com because this okay. sounds exciting to me. Um, this is the one that we've known is going to be similar in tone to 80s Amblin movies. Uh, the cast three principal um, child actors came out on stage uh, with uh, Jude Law as well. And um, I think was... It's not John Watts, is it? I don't know. Um, somebody was there. Uh, <laughs> um, no, John Watts made a video from back in L.A. where they're working on the show. But yeah, there's somebody else Null. out there with them. Yes, 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 which was pretty with funny. A special um, guest appearance by John Null, which was... Yeah, fantastic. yeah, which is... It was pretty funny. Um, Jude Law did the obligatory, like, I've loved Star Wars since I was a kid comment when he said, I was like six <laughs> yeah. years old when this galaxy gripped me. I've been in preparation uh-huh. ever since. I'll uh-huh. take it. I'm not mad at it. I, I still, I like those goosebumps inducing comments, even though it's like, you know, you almost <laughs> have to do it at this point. But um, yeah. but this is the description of the teaser. I'm ready for this. An in-room, an in-room teaser focused on a group of children going off into space for an unknown reason. Don't you ever want to do anything exciting, one asks. I mean, that could be a line out of the Goonies, right? Right there. While adults are desperate for them to return home safely. Goonies, uh, near the end, they encounter Jude Law's character, who draws something to his hand with the Force. You're a Jedi? Yes, let's go. Some children excited. Uh, they're, they're out on some kind of, like, Goonies-esque um, journey. And then, like, a Jedi protector-type character, played by Jude Law, um, has some mystical i'm just like with that the way that was described i'm just seeing like wide-eyed kids being like whoa the force and like a show that Mm -hmm. would be you know that's our point of view on the force i think sounds really fun that is interesting yeah for sure yeah um cool yeah the one Uh, thing i will say about skeleton crew like thinking about it seeing the the reaction of um, people to uh, this week's Mandalorian episode, which, um, by the way, I think we both enjoyed. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but people being, like, so deeply offended by, like, the silliness and absurdity of it. Um, I cannot wait for Daniel's episode of Skeleton <laughs> Crew to just, like, destroy people and... Uh, deeply offend people yeah. in a way they have never been wronged in their lives because yeah if you think if you think that was silly like there's there's no way that the the daniels episode of skeleton crew is not going to like be amplified even more yeah and we've got to wrap up here but um you know i think to the people who feel like oh like 75 percent of this newest this latest episode of the mandalorian was just like silly goofy whatever it was but even that whole segment was exploring like what it means to be reprogrammed and can you be can you actually you know change your nature or can you change like who you are and become something different like which is an idea that's been explored repeatedly throughout this season with mm-hmm. um dr pen yeah dr pershing and um mm-hmm. katie o'brien's character and you know like Bo-Katan and like it's it's not it was silly and it was fun and yes it was silly and wildly colorful and comedic and Mm -hmm. goofy but it wasn't like wasted time it was still um it was still exploring and developing the the big ideas of this season um in kind of a fun way and let's not forget there's two episodes left so you know I think to a certain level it makes sense to kind of have like a 
we've talked about it before at a pay-per-view sometimes you got to have a cool down match before you have like if you have like one banger of a match and then you got another banger of a match like main event type thing sometimes you need a a match in between that's going to be a little bit of like a a reset and like let's cool things down so we can heat them back up again sort of thing and i feel like there's sometimes you need a comedy match yeah a a gimmick match right um, right 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 you get into like a you know you know a one hour like iron man like like straight pro wrestling match exactly exactly Um, and and some of our friends that are at celebration saw episode seven of uh, season three of the mandalorian and it sounds like it was action-packed and awesome so yeah and i I, again like i don't know um just on this episode it also is continues to explore the theme of well-intentioned but flawed governing systems Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm, in -hmm. a big way it is like it is plot you know it it follows the plot of where this season is going with like the uniting the mandalorians like it does that in a big way um huge character moment for bo katan um yeah and it continues like the themes of not just this show but um what star wars is as a whole right now like these um kind of universal themes um with this era of star wars work so yeah good episode yeah loved it absolutely Um, all right we'll probably touch more on it next week or next time we record but uh yeah uh i think for now that seems like a good place to wrap things up ryan if that's uh that works for you on this easter sunday um yeah uh jedi survivor trailer this morning uh looks awesome Mm. uh coruscant Mm -hmm. is going to be one of the planets you can go to so exploring that in high definition is going to be real cool yeah yeah and celebration is not yet um actually over there's a whole nother day of celebration left to go so there'll probably be a little more um news coming out of celebration hey uh we were up late last night discussing the um probable news of where the next celebration will be um Mm -hmm. likely happening tomorrow so i'm looking forward to that and uh and other things um coming out of celebration um as it uh wraps up in the next day or so so yeah yeah um all of which is to say that we'll be back soon with another episode of the Blockade Runner podcast where we'll be talking about The Mandalorian um, and the rest of Star Wars Celebration. So until then, you can find all the other shows we've done at BlockadeRunnerPodcast.com. If you want to get in touch with us, you can message the show, BlockadeRunnerPodcast at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter at Blockade Run. Ryan, you're on Twitter at? Uh, via Malay, V-A-Y-A-M-A-L-A-Y, and Standard Definition Gaming, Def Stand 480. Yes, and uh, we have our Discord, which we've been talking about every week. Small but uh, dedicated group of Star Wars friends having great Star Wars conversations all the time. And uh, we'd love to see you pop in and uh, and uh, hang out with us there in the Discord. So the show, uh, or the link will be in the show notes for that. So, um But yeah, thanks very much for listening, and we will be back soon with another episode of the Blockade Runner podcast. 